Hi everybody, this is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called Collision. Probably the most accurate title they've had in a long time. A title that actually makes sense. A little bit. I mean, not a little bit. It made sense. This episode aired on July 21st, 2017, season 25, episode 41, hosted by the lovely Andrea Canning, who... We'll talk about her clothes later. She didn't seem to stick to one color palette as much as last week. I wondered if you'd be disappointed because it means your theory is wrong. Yeah, my theory that she's going to go with a different paint sample color scheme of her blouses each episode. She was all over the map this time. She was. She was all over the map. This episode takes place in San Antonio, Texas. Another episode briefly featuring the Alamo. I do not know why they feel the need to remind us. That the Alamo is in every single episode that is in San Antonio. We know where the Alamo is. Are they paid by the Tourist Bureau of San Antonio? This is what I'm wondering. They're like, what would you like us to promote? They want us to remember the Alamo, big time. They do. How could we forget? So this episode is about Bill and Francis, who have been married for 32 years since they were teenagers, they got together, and they have two kids, and it right. is 2013. Francis, the wife, gets a mysterious call from a woman saying, I'm having an affair with your husband. So Andrea, right away, I feel like is a little pissed that there's a mistress and desecrating a 30-year marriage. She's yeah. already like, that's three decades of marriage. Andrea's a married lady. She has reverence for it. Frances goes home and asks Bill, and Bill, her husband, says, yes, it's been going on for three years, which they, she's like, that's not a mistress. That's not an affair. That's a full-on relationship. And Wait a minute. Didn't she get the call at home? She got the call at home. She I don't know. Go. I just said she went home. She maybe was at the store. She was on her cell phone. It was 2013. She, okay, she was on her phone. She could okay, have been so- anywhere. So she, she got the, Walmart. the infamous the infamous call. There was no Walmart call. in this episode. So let's just say that she was at Walmart. Although these they, people are rich. They were wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> they were not at Walmart. She was at Macy's. She was at they, Nordstrom's. They got married when they were poor and had nothing. And he built this business for them that cr- was like $15 million. Big rigs. Trucking. Yeah. Yeah. His passion was big, big rigs, they said. I forgot that part. His other passion was the ladies. There was a lot of passion, actually, in this episode. Passion, passion comes up a lot. Passion played a big part in this episode. This was, that word is not thrown around lightly. No. <laughs> Andrea interviews the mistress, whose name is Bonnie, and she refuses to be called a mistress because she is not a side piece, as I learned that phrase. Really, I, I knew the phrase, but on Twitter, everyone just... A calls her a side piece like it was the official term for a mistress. It's gone out of the slang vernacular and it's become, you know, Miriam Webster's, this is, you call, it's a side piece. It's not like piece. a cool slang. Everyone was calling it that on Twitter. Moms, just everyone. My mom might know what a side piece is. So this, myth, this mistress does not want to be called a mistress. And Andrea has a little bit of judgy face, but she hides it really well. She was a professional in this episode. You could tell a lot of times she was thinking some stuff in this episode. <laughs> Someone even tweeted a great image of the one time she kind of lost her cool and kind of smiled and laughed. She just couldn't take it. So Andrea is like, what is it about that word that bothers you? 
just cuts like a knife because <laughs> you are a mistress. Bonnie is a 28-year-old single mom when she meets Bill. Okay, A, I see your face. She, we never see her child. She never talks about being a single mom ever, but she was a single mom. They I said just very remembered briefly. that. I, yeah. I wrote it down, too, and it still just now clicked with me hearing you say it. I f- forgot she was a mom. You never once... No. Hashtag where is her child? Because we do not... She never mentions the child. She never mentions Bill's relationship with the child. We, we don't know. But why would a man... He has children. They're grown. Maybe he likes children, and his children are now in college. So he finds another younger woman with a child. I don't understand. He saw her at the spinach festival and oh at where? Um, thought she was Tell- sexy. Where was she working? Chicken on a stick booth. Chick on a stick. Chick on a stick. <laughs> chick on a stick booth. The week find out later that she did some stripping. And so chick on a stick makes me think of it, stripping. It was my one of my alternative titles. <laughs> I, to, I mean, chick on a stick got me too, because logistically, how does that, what do you, what's on a, chicken's on a bone. What are you putting on a stick? You're just putting a grilled chicken breast on a stick? I don't want that. I don't, I eat, I don't meat. eat meat, so I don't understand. But I eat meat. And what am I... I don't want a maybe breaded... It's, maybe it's like a kebab. Okay, then why... Okay. But I think it's more just a chunk of meat on a stick. Like a huge chunk of meat just slid onto a stick. That's how I was picturing it. But there I'm had to be up. some spinach on there, because otherwise, why are they at the spinach festival? How are you putting spinach on a stick? I don't know. I got to look it up. And yeah. if any of our listeners have ever eaten chick on a stick, can you just, you know, email us, tweet, let us let us know what it's all about. What Logistically, does it look like? I'm cu- I want to picture curious. her and if she was wearing a uniform of some kind. Because at Hot Dog on a Stick, Hot Dog yep. on a Stick, they wear very specific uniforms. Anyways, so she meets him at this, we got the spinach festival. She checks out his hand and sees no wedding ring at the spinach festival and they fall in love she was not expecting it that's what i think maybe happened is he was not looking to fall in love either and then sees her and just thought she was hot and then maybe she didn't mention her kid like he didn't mention his wife and then it got more serious that's possible and then he's like now i'm really in deep with this chick and her kid but it doesn't seem like the kid was around that much wait but he told her he was separated yeah he did So Bill told Bonnie that he was going through a divorce and he fondly calls Bonnie his Gorda, his, as Andrea says, we get a little Andrea voiceover saying his chubby lady, which, what is that? That's a term of endearment. She loved it. Bonnie says, I loved it. Okay. I need to become Hispanic yesterday. If that (laughs) is a term of endearment, I am all over that. But then he called his wife Mija. No, vieja. Vieja? Which means old lady. Oh, that's rough. But I feel like when you see the pictures of Bill, you see the smiley. He seems like such a wonderful guy that he could call you whatever. Sure, he calls you Gorda. Sure, he calls you old lady. And it's endearing and sweet because it's Bill. So, But Bonnie seemed to subscribe to the Kim Kardashian brand of yes. boobs and butt so, and tiny waist and tight clothing, right? Yeah, she definitely wore one of those um, minimizer waist things that the Kardashian. Waist censure. She totally bought those when they advertised those. Bonnie, they went on vacations together and he bought her a diamond ring, but the most. Five carats. That's five a big carats? Five carat. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Five carat. Wow. 
But also uh, Bonnie could have been lying. No, it, the picture was huge, unless it was fake. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know much about that, but it could have been a cubic zirconium. The biggest gift of note besides the ring and the vacations where they kissed dolphins on the nose and the dolphin was probably like, ew, Bonnie, get away from me, was these big breast implants. And Bonnie clarifies to Andrea that she was never really that small in the first place. She has to clarify that so we know that she was never really that small. She was like a bee. And Andrea is looking at her with such just side eye, just can't with her. But now they're huge. I don't know what size they are now, but they're large. And she proudly shows them off in photos. A lot proudly. of photos. Yeah. A lot of bodycon clothing on that girl. Yes. So Bonnie's story, this is where they first differ in their stories. Bonnie says she never called Francis out of the blue and said, I'm sleeping with your husband. She says that her and Francis had talked on the phone several times, normal conversations about dividing up property in the divorce and what the divorce would cost them. Who is telling the truth? Those are two totally different stories. But apparently... This is where we kind of get another source because we really don't know who to believe is Bill's brother, Hank. Hank. Is it Hank? So Hank confirms that Bill cannot decide between the ladies and is basically totally in a relationship with both of them and is going back and forth. Okay, so this is where the big day starts. October 10th, 2013. Okay, so Frances is driving in her Cadillac Escalade because they got some money. She Mm -hmm. sees Bill coming in the opposite direction on his motorcycle. And behind him is their family's Range Rover. And it's being driven by Bonnie, the mistress, who doesn't want to be called a mistress. So she says that Bonnie flips her off. And Frances is incensed. She calls her daughter. There's lots of dialing of phones. I hope it was hands-free because it seems really dangerous. She calls her daughter and says, I'm going to go confront her right now. And the daughter's like, go for it, mom. Great idea. (laughs) It's a terrible idea. So she Mm -hmm. flips a U and she starts to chase them on the freeway. She is seeing red. She has no idea what her plan is. She keeps saying, I asked Bonnie to turn to pull over. So we could talk. I don't really know if she's shouting out the window or driving up alongside her on the wrong side of the road. Because I think think both. Okay. So she's acting like a maniac. So she's like, pull over, Bonnie. We need to talk. I don't know what her plan was here. So she says Bonnie keeps brake checking her, a.k.a. slamming on the brakes, making Francis have to slam on the brakes. So now they're just driving totally erratically. Bill in the front and then Bonnie the mistress and then Francis in the back. And Francis says she has tunnel vision. She is just focused on Bonnie. But Bill sees this altercation and he slows down and kind of pulls off to the side. This is what Francis says. He kind of pulls kind of on the side and behind them a little bit. Francis keeps chasing after Bonnie. And Bonnie is alternately breaking and speeding up, I think. At some point in this chaos, Frances hears this thump. And she thinks it's the granite. There's a slab of granite in the back for a home renovation project that had been sliding around every time she had to slam on the brakes because Bonnie was slamming on the brakes. So she hears this thump and she just thinks that it's the granite. She sees Bonnie do a U-turn and Frances follows her and does a U-turn. 
At this point, she notices that her back passenger window is shattered and she doesn't see Bill's motorcycle anymore. So again, she calls her daughter, which makes zero sense to me, and says, I can't see your dad. I don't know what's happening. Why would you terrify your daughter like that? Why would you take the time to call your daughter? How is there even time for all of these phone calls? She drives to where she thought Bill was, and already there are cops there. So I feel like they must have gone pretty far past where she heard the thump, because they the cops already got there. So he's injured. He says he can't breathe. He has internal injuries, and his boot fell off. Or like both flew both boots flew off during the what we assume is the thump. And Francis still is totally confused as what's happening. She says Bill calls to her and wants her to go with him to the hospital. Francis, yeah. the wife, is now handcuffed and can't go in the chopper to the hospital. Unfortunately, Bill dies at the hospital from his injuries. So it's an undisputed fact that Bill was hit by Francis. He hit the car or she hit him. But right. the motorcycle collides with the Escalade. Right. One way or another. Right. Yeah. So the wife killed the husband either in an accident or on purpose or he hit her. Those right. two but, collided. So that's... he ends up dead. Yeah. He and, and he ends up dead. Now we get to hear Bonnie, the mistress's side of the story. Because her I'm not side, a mistress. She is a side piece. Side piece. Proud, a proud side piece. Bonnie says that Bill was staying at her house that day. He's taken a nap. And she wakes him up and says, we have to go pick up the bike because there's a bike rally the next day. Whatever that is. I don't know. It's not my world. So Bonnie <laughs> is driving. That's how Bonnie is driving the SUV. And Bill is driving the bike. They're driving down the highway. Apparently at a stoplight, he pulls over. I don't know where there was a stoplight. It must have been before they got on the freeway. This is her so story. I don't buy it. He pulls over and says, Gorda, I love you so much. I'm just so happy right now. And that was the last time she ever saw him or heard his voice. Really? Be, be honest with me. Do you think there's any chance that that happened? I think there's zero chance that happened. I think if zero. he did pull over, he was like, I got to use the crapper. Let's stop at the Del Taco. Uh, that's what I think their conversation was probably. But she's like, no, that's not romantic enough. I know, Bonnie is the worst. So Barf. Bonnie says they're driving. They don't ever see Francis coming from the opposite direction and doing a U-turn. She says they're driving along, you know, Bill is in front of her, and then she starts to feel getting hit from behind. She gets hit repeatedly from behind. She looks in the back, and that's when she sees Francis in her rearview mirror for the first time. She says she was hit so hard that her purse threw to the floor, and that at one point she was pushed so hard she was pushed into oncoming traffic. The next thing she knows, she looks in the rearview mirror, and Bill is now between the ladies. So it's a Bill sandwich. And <laughs> Bill is in between, and she's watching this all in her rearview mirror, and she says she sees Francis hit Bill from behind, in between their cars, and he goes flying. And then she sees Francis just keep driving, following her down the street. So she's freaking out and she f flips a U-turn again. Like she, well, she flips a U-turn for the first time and she goes back to the accident site and there are cops and the whole thing. Francis, the wife, is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and murder. 
But Francis and the daughter, Nikki, who's grown up, they both say it's all Bonnie's fault, that she has been terrorizing their family for the past month, that she's a gold digger, she's a stalker, she's a stripper, and she's a liar. A lot of this information came from Bill, apparently. Bill was saying all this. But we don't know if Bill was saying all this as, oh, she's crazy, I can't get rid of her, instead of saying, I love her and want to get married. We were taking the cheater's word for it on a lot of this. I believe that Bill told them all this about her, but I don't, I kind of do think it's true. But do you know what I'm saying? Do think, you do think it's true, though. I do, that she's a gold digger, yeah. But I don't know if oh. Bill, but I do think he probably is trying to save his own skin and saying, I'm in deep with this girl and... I can't get out and she's crazy. He says that the reason she first called and told Francis about the affair was because she was mad that Bill wouldn't give her $100 for a manicure. Where? Where? She must be doing eyebrows, waxing. A ton of people on social media pointed out her massive sideburns. They were like Elvis. So she needed to go get waxed, nails, pedicure, upper lip threading the whole nine yards because dollars. yes well, i don't know what that is but yes a hundred dollars <laughs> for a insane. manicure and she got pissed and so yeah. she called francis and was like i'm sleeping with your husband that's bill's story but bill's dead now we don't know so bill told bonnie and apparently the daughter i don't know why the daughter had to get involved in all this maybe bonnie told the daughter i think they're really close i think mom okay i think francis mom and, and, daughter and nikki are, like are really close mom and daughter are tight because like again why friends. else would you call and go i think i just killed your dad i don't know where he is i can't see him i'm on the freeway my why would you call in the middle of an accident basically and freak out your daughter i think they're that kind cool. of family that made me judge her parenting a little because I would have left the daughter out of it. Like, don't call and go, your dad's missing. I don't know where he is. Oh, he's on the side of the road. Uh. Take, take care of your daughter. Go to her after and go, honey, something happened. So mm. Bill says that Bonnie was stalking all of them on Facebook. He, yeah. She had reached out and friend requested every cousin, every aunt and uncle. She would watch and see what they were doing. So like With a they, fake account. She created a, fa- a fake account to do yes. it. Yeah. She's stage five clinger. So yeah. someone on Twitter said that I totally stole it. So Bonnie was gathering information to manipulate him. That's what Bill would say. He would say, if we went on vacation she, and she saw that on Facebook, then I had to take her on a vacation. She threatened him to air their affair online. And that's why he couldn't leave her. That was his excuse. She and said she had over 2,000 pictures of them yes. together. It was a lot of pictures. So it's Francis says Bonnie stalked all of them. She knew their schedules. And Nikki, the daughter, said she even followed Francis and Bill into a movie theater and sat three rows behind them when they were on like a date night, which is really weird if that's so true. So creepy. So yeah. creepy. Again, if it's true. They say that Bill asked, I'm not, I'm just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. So why? I know you're giving me Andrea Canning face right now. I, so, I am. So Bill, this is another huge discrepancy. So we knew that Bonnie had gotten the boob job paid for by Bill as a present. According to Nikki and mom Francis, Bill had asked Bonnie to get an abortion because she got pregnant and 
the deal they made was that she would get the abortion if he would pay for new boobs for her, which Bonnie says is absolutely ridiculous. But even in her denials, it just doesn't totally ring true. We should point out that Francis, the wife, cannot get through a single sentence without heaving sobs every oh, sentence yeah. she says. But that's so, real to me. And Bonnie is Bonnie out of Miss Alligator can't Tears. squeeze out a single drop of liquid. She does at one point. There is one point when she squeezes out liquid. and But it's really, it's, it's the pretty crying. She yes. has the tissue to dab it. And Francis yes. is just... Balls to the wall, ugly crying, I don't care, I loved that man. Yeah, it's a little bit easier to believe. Bonnie is like Lucille Bluth, and she's like, I simply can't spare the moisture. So (laughs) she she saves it all, like, for her day in court, or her big moment of the interview. She's like, now is the part where I cry. And then she proceeds to cry. I'm going to choose these earrings for my crying. Right. Because they accentuate the moisture. (laughs) she wore so many earrings big earrings yeah lots of earrings so andrea offers in her kindness to clear up one of the issues in the discrepancies of the stories which is bonnie were you an exotic dancer and bonnie says i worked at a strip club yes and andrea pushes it and goes but as a dancer bonnie's like Yes, but everything else was, you know, ridiculousness, as she says. Ridiculousness. That's what I'm going to call this episode. So Ridiculousness. Yes. Nothing else was true that she said. They say the stalking wasn't true. The boob job abortion wasn't true. Nothing. That's a good title, too. Boob job abortion. So a week before the death, here's another creepy instance francis and bill are trying to reconcile their marriage so they meet at a hotel for a little like love counseling i don't know did you just shake your shoulders like a little did you say well did you just say love counseling counseling. (laughs) yeah that's not yeah they didn't have a third person there no they were gonna do the counseling betwixt themselves that's what I felt like they were Love doing. Love counseling. You're trying so hard not to say any of the words that you find displeasurable. <laughs> so you went with counseling. Making the, the love. most clinical, clinical term. So <laughs> Bonnie shows up at the hotel and says that she's his wife and needs to see him. And the hotel security has to escort her out. Now, Bonnie says she might have been there, but she never said she was his wife. But that night is where things got really, really ugly between them. And this was a week before the death. This is when the text messages start. According to Francis, Bonnie started it and started sending photos of sex positions of her and Bill and saying, this is what your husband likes. This is what he does with me, etc. She even says, you stupid old person, (laughs) which... That is so like a five-year-old retort, you stupid but, old person. But Andrea says straight out that they cannot show a majority of, of these text yes. messages because of how virile and Yes, they show them and, and they're highly redacted. It's all blacked out. So, so I think all they can show is you stupid old woman. But stupid old person. Or stupid you old person. You stupid old person. That is seriously what a four-year-old would say on the it's playground. It's pretty bad. But the worst, the one that cut the most is so wrong to Francis is that Bonnie called her a hollow bitch. 
hollow because of her hysterectomy. Accompanied with a diagram from like WebMD, which I appreciate that she was clear. She was like, you know, because of your hysterectomy, here's a diagram of a hysterectomy. In case you didn't know, that's why I'm calling you hollow. Screen grabbed the picture of the scientific diagram. Of the in- ladies' internal reproductive ladies organs. Ladies' internal reproductive organs, yeah. And it's mean. she admits that she did send that and that it was cruel. She does admit that when Andrea calls her on it. But then follows it immediately with, but I was defending myself. She said things to me too. I was defending myself. Yes. She says, I was attacked first and I'm going to attack back. And even Andrea says, but you're the mistress. You're the one having the affair. Why do you go after the woman who's married to the man? And she's like, because she attacked me first. So she says she never sent sex pictures. She sent butt pics of herself, of her booty, because Francis had said things like her butt looked like an old saddlebag and looked like an old tire seat. These Latina ladies know how to cut with their words, right? (laughs) It's just so foolish. It's so much less than the reproductive organ picture. Just saying your butt looks like an old saddlebag is a Texas insult. But Bonnie probably takes a lot of pride in her butt. So that is the way to get to her. Well, then this is part of Bonnie's problem. Yes. Well, clearly, Bonnie is a shallow narcissist person. So Francis says, I never really sent nasty ones back, but mostly because I can't text as fast as Bonnie can because she's young and she knows technology. And that was kind of funny. It was very adorable. She says that Bill actually grabbed the phone out of her hand and texted some of that nasty stuff. But Bonnie refuses to believe that because she says that Bill would never disrespect her like that. Hmm. So we really don't know if Bonnie was the insane stalker girlfriend that he couldn't get rid of or if he was really in love with her and promised to divorce his wife and marry her. I mean, he was with her that day. She was driving the car. He had slept at her house. In all the photos, he looks joyfully happy to be with her. He looks joyfully happy in every photo, to be fair. He seems like a very joyful, happy man. Okay, I think Bonnie is super stalker. I she think sent- so too, but I don't think Bill was wanting to give her up because Hank I think- said he was in it. Yeah, I and- think he maybe wanted it to lessen it a little bit. I don't think he actually intended to leave Francis for Bonnie. Okay, so the trial starts three years later. It takes so long. And... The prosecutor plays a message that daughter Nikki left for Mistress Bonnie during the chase, which said, I told you to watch your back, you stupid slut. That sort of speaks to the intent of what was supposed to happen, was that someone was coming after Bonnie. Right. Now, the collision expert says that Francis definitely hit Bonnie several times. But the defense brings in a collision expert who says there's no evidence that the SUV's ever touched. And he brings out really very impressive looking toy cars to do some reenactments with the toy cars. On and the Andrea, on, And Andrea is wrapped with attention. He uses like a quarter as what the purse would be on the, which I don't feel like that's 
whatever. And he's like, see, if you hit the car, the purse goes flying towards the back, not the front. I can verify that I slam on my brakes all the time because I'm a terrible driver and my purse is constantly falling to the floor whenever I brake. I agree. I feel the same. Yes. So that does make sense to me, which would support Francis's story that Bonnie was brake checking -checking constantly and not being hit from behind. Mm -hmm. The other part that was false or didn't make a lot of sense in Bonnie's story was she says she saw Bill in between them and he was hit from behind and went flying. But the damage on his bike shows that he was hit from the side. But I feel like Mm. she was so verklempt in that instance and was probably confused. And out of your back mirror, you're not going to see as feel like he could have slipped to the side and then got hit pretty easily. I feel like that's maybe more of an honest mistake. Yeah, he could have been trying to come around again. Yeah. Or been trying to get on the side of his wife to say, stop, stop, stop. Right. Yes. Yes. He was doing the motorcycle thing where he was going in and out and trying to fix the situation. The defense says that the accident was just a tragic accident, that it wasn't on purpose. But the prosecutor is like, well, yes, of course, Francis hated Bonnie. We don't blame her for that. We hate her, too. She's totally hateable. But you can't go murder someone. The jury finds Francis guilty of murder and aggravated assault. But then comes the sentencing. This is where it gets really interesting. I guess in Texas, you can decide if you're going to be sentenced by a judge or a jury. And she decides to go with the jury, which is the same jury that found her guilty. They bring in this defense that I don't think you can use in every state, but you can use it in Texas. And it's called sudden passion. And that is when an anger takes over a normally sane person, like me when someone says, cool whip, and it makes them commit a homicide, but they wouldn't normally do it. They're seeing red. Like when my dog sees a big dog, you can't snap him out of that trance. He is in sudden passion. Does it sound like a perfume? Sudden passion. Sudden passion by by Givenchy. Exactly. There we go. Charlize Theron is in the ad for it. It's yeah. sudden passion, Dior, and she's in Paris under the Eiffel Tower. Yes. She sees another woman, and there's just a flash <laughs> of red across the screen. Yeah, it's great. It's really and she's, good. She's having croissants with butter, and nope, she not takes. Croissants. I'm not doing because they're in France. Because okay. they're in France, and it's a Dior ad, and you know they would say croissants. They would. And she picks up the butter knife, <laughs> and it was like sudden passion. And it fades out. Sudden passion. <laughs> That's exactly What's it. your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we are madmen. We are advertising geniuses. I know. So even this was good that even the relatives of Bill plead for leniency for Francis, which I love when that Mm -hmm. happens. And Francis takes the stand and she cannot get out a single word without sobbing. She's doing the sobbing thing. It works, though. The sudden passion defense and the massive crying works. She only gets two years in jail instead of what could have been life in jail. It's the minimum, minimum sentence that you could get. But Bonnie doesn't think that that's fair. Of course not. So Bonnie is suing. Yeah. Bonnie wants to get paid. So she is suing Francis for bodily injury to her boobs. I don't know. She did not appear to hurt herself. Emotional distress. 
bodily injury was dropped from the suit oh, later. Okay, there. So it's Could now it it's sense. just emotional distress because now sometimes she gets in the car and just starts crying. Right. Seriously. She has PTSD from the accident, but more she says that she really thought she was going to have a future with Bill as his sugar sugar baby. Now that future has been robbed from her and she might have to get a real job and that is emotionally distressing to her. So she's <laughs> suing. So, someone on Twitter was like, Bonnie's going to have to sue everyone on Twitter for emotional distress because people on Twitter went after her. Yeah. So, yes, F- Francis says, I feel bad for Bonnie because she'll have to look the rest of her life to find a man that truly loves her. And I already had that. I had the love of my life for 30 years. And I'll never love another man because he was the best man there ever was. To which Andrea butts in and says, except he cheated on you. (laughs) Andrea, ruining the moment. (laughs) Thanks, Andrea. And Francis is like... Bring it back to reality. Bring it back to reality. he had this much bad and this much good. Years of good. Okay, Andrea, I contend with you that he did cheat on me. But it was mostly good. And she believes in her heart that he always loved her. He never would have left her. That's what she believes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. That is where we, we leave this episode. It is a traumatic, very exciting episode. What did it you was. think? Um, I had seen it before, I had, except they added some new stuff, but I had seen at least two different episodes on this. I've only listened to the 48 hours I have something to add just about the jury finding with the two years. So the courtroom was apparently packed the entire time with Francis supporters. Mm -hmm. No one was there. I think they even had matching T-shirts. I saw a couple people with some T-shirts. They wanted free Francis. I guarantee you that's why the defense attorneys who we'll get to, who I really loved, I think that that's why they went for the jury picking the sentencing because they were swayed by the amount of support in the courtroom. Bonnie was not there for, she was there for the day of the sentencing. She was not there for the verdict of guilty, but she was there for the day of the sentencing surrounded by security. <laughs> and I thought that, that was That should hilarious. be her on Twitter all the time. Pearl is not well liked. Not, and not likable in the episode. No, and I think there was real danger of someone not trying to kill her, but throwing an egg at her. That's the sort of thing she inspires in you. You just kind of want to damage her fancy clothes or pull out one of her earrings. Well, because her stuff was not cheap. She's in one of the things she's wearing Tory Burch sandals, which are just hundreds of dollars. Or fake Tory Burch, who knows? I guarantee you she carries a, a several fancy handbags. The little dog, not to offend you, because you also have a little dog, but you don't put little bows at the top no, of I their head with, with the green bow. Yeah. There's a different kind of dog owner yeah. that does that. The yeah. dog is a status No, my symbol. little dog is naked as the day he was born. But also, your dog is your buddy. Her he's dog not my is a... 
pocket purse dog. It's not a, exactly. It's not a status symbol. And she's right. like, look at, I have to have a I have a, a Paris dog. Hilton little dog. Yeah. Yeah. She would not have a golden retriever. She would not. No, also, I, do you think that what Dateline was trying to pull the wool over our eyes on who was actually in prison? Think about it. Think about what Bonnie was wearing the entire episode is this blue denim shirt, which doesn't really look like something she would wear in real life. She's wearing a collared denim shirt. And then they have Francis in a white shirt. The only difference is that Bonnie insists on wearing a ton of jewelry. So Bonnie has these giant earrings on, but she's in what could be a prison blues. Yeah, I didn't think of it because I already knew. And the trial was for Francis. But yes, they were they're for sure changing up the wardrobe. They were yeah. and you know they had to beg Bonnie to wear that shirt that yes. was toned down. And she's yeah. like, only if I can wear this earring, only if I can wear these rings. She was not <sighs> gonna wear just a plain button down. She wanted to show off her boobies. Did you have But they weren't any... they weren't small to begin with, don't forget. Oh yeah, no, they weren't. We know, Bonnie. Thanks for clarifying. Don't worry about were, it. That you were a medium B. We appreciate it. What was your so, OMG moment? I wanna know. My OMG moment was the entire chicken on a stick, <laughs> spinach festival, gorda, meaning chubby. That whole five-minute section, my mouth was just to the floor. What is a spinach festival? What is chicken on a stick? Why is gorda a term of endearment? Then the boobs came into it, and they, and she was only a small bead. Just so you know, she was not that small to begin with. That whole segment, I could watch on a loop and watch Andrea's reactions to all of those moments. Respectful Andrea having to listen to the mistress who refuses to be called a mistress talking about her boob job. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that they actually did meet at the spinach festival or do you think that they met the night before at the strip club? I think it's totally possible. And they are saying spinach festival. And she's like, I know it sounds so cheesy. You know, it was such a meet cute at a spinach festival. No. You no. might have met at the strip club and you're saying that it was a meet cute at a spinach festival. And then you met him, you met up with him the next day at the spinach festival. I think that's much more likely. I think it's yeah. a lot more likely. Yeah. I, I missed a classic oh, Dateline moment, which was they did not bring Andrea to the side of the road where the scene took I know. place for absolutely no reason whatsoever, which they usually do. They make yeah. her go stand outside on, on a, a street. On a freeway. On a freeway for no, it could be any freeway. We would not know Mm -hmm. the difference. It could be any stretch of highway, but they always make her go and stand there and be like, so this is where it happened. But they didn't do that. I was happy for her. Uh, There was a, a good classic Dateline quote, which was the final chapter. Passion would write that one as well. So passion (laughs) is capable of writing. It's an emotion that is able to become corporeal and pick up a pen (laughs) and write a chapter of this love triangle saga. It's a subject and a verb. And it was beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Who were your MVPs of this episode? By the way, just one quick the other thing about Bonnie that uh, the reason I think they met at the strip club is because she never had to work a day after they met. Mm-hmm. She said her baby didn't want her to work and he rented her that house that she lives in. Just saying. <gasps> he spent a so for fortune years. on her, which is makes me think he did not plan on giving her up. Uh, well, uh, okay. I mean, he spent. No, he did. No, probably that's a million dollars. True. Yeah, probably a million dollars. On vacations and the ring and the boobs and the place to live in. Yeah, 
my MVP in this was Lee Cutter and Gene Brown, who are the defense attorneys for Francis, because they are fancy pants lady Texas lawyers. And I okay, loved wait, them. Okay, wait, was she really pretty? The redhead. It was a redhead and a brunette. And they yes. were a dynamic duo. And they, they were hugging Frances and really supporting her and really on her team. They had big eyelashes. Big oh, my jewelry. God. The eyelashes, I had to rewind. The yeah. redhead had oh, eyelashes yeah. Just that were, for took days. up her whole face. A, it was like and a half when out. she blinked, it was like it went down to her chin. But they were fancy and they were good. And I liked that. And I think that they should also have a spinoff series. Also, um, um, I yeah. do want to say I hope that they're still representing Francis in this other lawsuit because Bonnie is suing her for $2.5 million, in case you didn't know. Yeah, I did know. And she should be ripped apart for that. So I hope yeah. that they stay with her and fight yeah. it out because she should not have to pay a freaking dime. Sell no. that ring and then you'll be fine. I don't know if I had an MVP of this week. I don't really, well, Bonnie's the loser, for sure. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. I didn't really like her bun. I didn't notice her sideburns until people on Twitter brought them up, and then I went back, and I was like, holy God, I was shook by those sideburns. But <gasps> I didn't see them. <laughs> there was one scene in particular where she's driving in her cheap car, which is not now a fancy car, because now Bill is dead, and they look like Elvis, for real. For real. Aww, so that's bad. I know. And she just came off as so insincere, entitled, and in. Uh, uh, no. So, do you have precious moments or an alternative theory? I mean, precious moments, no, I do not, because she cried so much. She did. On, Every really, moment was precious, it, I guess. It kind of made, but it made it unprecious to me, was all the crying. She, I felt bad for her, but. It was way too much. Like, I thought she was going to hyperventilate with all the She crying. was. And then she just couldn't really see that he was really two-timing her for a long time and spending all of their money on this other girl and still thought he was the best. And I kind of would be like, girl, just leave his ass. But, but you they think have been together for 30 years. Death. Yes, that's true. And she had been with him since she was 16 years old. She had that's never right. known another love. It so, was her true love. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have felt more from the daughter. Like, I could have seen being upset that she lost her dad, but she didn't really seem... She was just so angry over the mistress. She didn't really... I think she cared. I think she cared a lot. She said that they were best friends. Best but friends. also, that must have been really complicated because he's cheating on your mom and they've been married all your life. That's a tricky thing to handle. Thank God she was an adult handling it and not yes. a teenager when all this came out or, you know, a kid. That would have been way Why worse, do you think but... the son didn't appear on the show? Uh, the son and the daughter have legal issues between each other about the estate <gasps> of the dad. Yeah. What? Yeah. So the daughter's a gold digger, too. No, the daughter used some. So the trucking company had to file for bankruptcy, I'm assuming, to help pay for the legal costs of Francis's defense and other things. And... I think the daughter was using some of the assets of the trunking company. The daughter has started two new trunking companies. She's had oh. these other companies that I'm sure her dad helped her build. So I do think oh. her and her dad were close. Good for but her. The She's son actually sued her for using those assets, saying you can't take <gasps> those assets. They're not those trucks aren't yours, things like that. It was, you know, equipment and trucks and things like that. But I think they're working it out, but I don't know how tight they are. I think they're, oh. I think the son probably just declined. 
Wow, that's but a shame. they are working it out. From what from the latest Good. thing that I read, they have a mediator and they're they're working because through it. This is my parents' biggest fear. When it comes to my brother and I not getting along after they're gone, tears come to their eyes and they say, this is our biggest fear that you won't be there for each other or that you'll fight over money or that you just will lose touch with each other and won't stay in each other's lives without us there. It is their greatest fear. So they are constantly like, have you talked to your brother lately? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes, That's we're funny. fine. We we talk to each other. We get along. It's fine. We're okay. We're okay. The kids are all the kids are all right. Your so, parents. <laughs> your parents are sweet. I know. Oh, I do have one other bit tidbit if you want it. One yeah. more. Francis had actually filed a restraining order on Bonnie. <gasps> oh, so good I for think her. that so good I think her. that that Bonnie stuff, that stalking stuff, is very real. I, I think do Bonnie too. was being a I do nightmare. Too. Yeah. yeah. I tend to think it's real too, but I still don't think that Bill was being honest with her about breaking up with her. I think he was leading her on too. I think so um, too. And so she ends up looking crazy when privately he was telling her, no, we're going to get divorced. I'm going to marry you, yeah. you know, but, and then she ends up looking crazy for being so invested. So really? what about Joan Rivers fashion police? What do we have to say? Andrea looked great. Different colors. They had started off in a red and there was a rose, and there was and a, a dusty blue. blue. Yeah, yeah. So, question for you: You said that this was an old Dateline episode. Is it possible that they had taken pieces of yes. interviews from? Yes. Okay, so that might be why her palette was a little bit more yes. where that red came from, or where one of those colors. Okay. I am hoping that that is it, and that my theory holds up next time we see her. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll see. she's listening, Andrea. Yes. If you're listening, first of all, I, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I don't. I don't know if there's a palette. I could be making it up, but I really feel like... I feel like um, there's been a distinct palette. I don't think yeah. you're wrong. I think what you're I, on the what right I track. What I want it, again, it always comes back to Seinfeld to me, is when George has a lot of luggage and Jerry says, we're going for three days. And George says, I happen to dress according to mood. And Jerry says, but seemingly you wear the same thing every day. And George is like, seemingly, but to the untrained eye... There are very specific details that reflect the many moods, the many facets of George Costanza. And Jerry goes, and what mood is this? And George goes, this is morning mist. That is amazing. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there's a morning mist phase of Andrea and we're going to get these different phases. I'm going to start texting you pictures every day in the morning of what I'm wearing. And I'm going to come is up morning with terms. <laughs> this is Sierra Sunrise. Yeah. This is Amber Sunset. Here's a question for you. At the, on the day of the sentencing, it appeared that Francis was wearing some sort of animal print. I don't think Francis owns anything but animal print. In okay. almost every picture, she's in a zebra or a leopard or a, okay. I think that is her jam. There are ladies that are animal print ladies. They yes. are there are floral ladies. There are yes. animal print ladies. There are monochromatic ladies. I we did see a where... second lady in the audience of the courtroom wearing a cheetah print that same day. It just seemed to me counterintuitive to what they normally have someone wear when they're being sentenced. They normally make them look as um, docile, as feminine, as innocent as Demure. possible. 
demure. Okay. They put a headband on young girls to make them look mm-hmm. 12, even though they're mm-hmm. 30. And she was like, animal print. Urgh, I'm a lady, tough, but do you, sassy lady. But do you think it even mattered what Frances wore? I think the d- defense attorneys were like, wear what makes you comfortable. And right. she got up there and cried. Yeah, you that's know, true. She was real. She was a and genuine a person. A woman sobbing that much could be wearing black latex and we would still be like oh she's such a lady because she was crying so much yeah yeah absolutely so that's true no that's true also Um, no bad hair no bad hair in this episode no do we have any alternate theories i think we kind of discussed it i think we kind of covered it do you have any alternate titles well obviously sudden passion sudden passion yeah but also i'm thinking that sort of sounds like a tea now that i think about it passion tea (laughs) And then I was thinking Arizona iced tea, and then we're in Texas, Texas tea. So I haven't quite reached um, a conclusion there. I'm just spitballing off the top of my head, but that's sort of where my mind's going. Sudden passion fruit Texas tea or something. You're I haven't, there. Yeah, I haven't really reached anything conclusive. Did you have any? I had a couple. They're not that good. I had um, knocking boots in San Antonio because oh, the God. boots were Because the boots for... fell off? And the boots fell off. Yeah. So I wanted to bring boots in and then I wanted to do nails in the coffin because what started the whole turn of events was her hundred dollar manicure. Oh my God. So I did nails in the nails in the coffin. Mm -hmm. Um, It was hard for me. This one, I, there were so many things that I wanted to be good. It's not, it's hard to come up with an alternative title when collision makes sense. As you said, makes, makes sense. I would like to work in the boob job somewhere. I would too. I was a really. I was B. working. Let's just call it a medium B in a Texas. Medium B. That's good. <laughs> Boobs on a stick. <laughs> there you go. We can do better. All right. If you've got better, send them in. We're we're accepting. <laughs> yeah. We're accepting applicate or not applications. We're accepting suggestions this week. Yeah. Yeah. Lay them on us, Adam Swiderski. What do you got? He what? He was very quiet. I'm so sorry to tell you. That I know he was not loving life this weekend on Twitter. But, but Twitter but was happy. Twitter was was so happy. Okay, great. Um, what do we have? This is my favorite. Jana Lou, Team Francis, just because of Bonnie's eyebrows. Thoughts? They were paid, they were drawn on. They were. Her whole face was drawn on. I couldn't. I don't have time for Bonnie. I don't have yeah. time to go into all of the the ways that I feel About that Bonnie. Bonnie was trying to turn herself into a Kardashian. Courtney. <laughs> I will always care for that man until I find another man to bankroll my boobs. <laughs> Elva Vasquez. Francis, breathe when you cry, vieja. Yeah, I really thought she was about to die. HDGO. Bonnie, downgraded to a Honda. I see you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Square Bear. Did Bonnie cry at all? Asking for a friend. No. <laughs> I don't think she did. You saw a she tiny did. bit of she moisture. She did. She did once. Yes, she did one yeah. time because I wrote alligator tears and then had to delete it because okay. I saw it and I was like, you saw Damn a real it. tear. Yeah, I saw um, a real tear. Katie, don't murder people in Texas and expect to get away with it. That's what Florida is for. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, you're a lamb. My favorite. How do I tweet the defense attorney and ask where she got her lipstick? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you're do you have a lamb any ideas? Do you have any ideas? No, but her name is, what's her name? Her name is Lee Cutter. Okay, you, I'm sure you can find her then, find that L- shade of lipstick. Look it up. Maybe she does a makeup blog on the side. I bet she does. <laughs> bet you $100 she does. Uh, v Butterfly 9, you go back to that spinach festival, Bonnie. 
which I think should be a new catchphrase. Instead of buy Felicia, go back to that spinach festival, Bonnie. I think it's go back to chick on a stick. Go back to chick on a stick, Bonnie. Reina, shout out to Dateline for still calling Bonnie a mistress in your recap, even though she doesn't like that word. (laughs) (laughs) They kept referring to her as the mistress, and you know that it was an F you to her. The editors were like, nope, we're still calling her. No, we're doing it. Yeah. Keisler Soze, another one of my favorites. Okay, Dateline peeps, Bonnie doesn't like the term mistress. How would you characterize her? The choices are side hoe, gold digger, hood rat, Ho for show. Ho for show. <laughs> it was a three-way tie. Hood Rat got the least. I thought Hood Side Rat was ho, pretty good. Gold Digger, Ho for show. All of them. All of them are great. And my last tweet, Erica Fisher. I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but I believe Bonnie es la cucaracha. <laughs> it means cockroach. <laughs> I thought it meant crazy. And then I was like, oh, that's loco. Bonnie es loco. No, Bonnie is la cucaracha. Bonnie oh, that's is even a, better. Is a cockroach. That's what that little song is, la cucaracha. It's little cockroaches dancing song. I know. I know what it is. Yeah. I, it's a cockroach. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. We're learning they're, things. They're dancing on date with Dateline tonight. I know. So, what was your ratings? How many cell phone pings out of five do you give this episode? Also, apologies for last week not doing our cell phone ping ratings. I know everyone waits for them the entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> just waiting, just waiting. We got thousands see. of hate tweets going. I waited just all week. Thousands. And um, you let me down. No, I gave this a 4.3. I really liked wow. this episode out of five cell phone pings. It was That's... great. There, it, it was a fresh new episode. Even though I knew the story, I still liked it. I thought they did a great job with it in an hour. It was really good. I agree. I'm giving it four cell phone pings out of five. I think we only have our things in the news. It's in the news. I just want to so say that mad. Katie and I watched Grey Gardens and saw a musical tribute to Grey Gardens called Gaga Gardens that was set to Lady Gaga music, and it was hilarious. But mainly, I think all Dateline viewers should watch the original documentary, Grey Gardens, because that is a Dateline murder about to happen if you've ever seen one, and I'm shocked that it didn't end in a double suicide. It's fascinating. It was it fascinating. Is. Our I keep jaws thinking about were it. on the floor the whole time. Yeah. These are real people. Watch Grey Gardens. You will not regret it. No. Follow us on Twitter, please, and Instagram and Facebook. We have a new Facebook page that Katie's working on. And subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. We finally got some reviews. People seem to to like us. And Thank you so much for everybody who's friends. left a review. Oh, and we also should note, also in the news, that I know it's early, but we will starting in September. No, you have to with- go, it's in the news. I don't know what that's from, though. Saturday Night Live. Oh, it's in the news. Yep, that's great. You did great. Okay, cool. So uh, starting in September, we will be doing another podcast about uh, the Law & Order True Crime series, The Menendez Murders. Yeah. We will be covering that, and we will be adding another host to our team. More about that person later. But anyways, keep an eye out for that. It's coming as soon as we think of a clever name for what it's our recap's going to be called because we got it. If a you have date, any ideas, a let date us know. With Menendez's. A Menendate. date with Menendites. Menendites. Menendai. Menendai. That would okay. be plural. We're going to we're going to hash this out off air. So, <laughs> that's good. We'll I good. thought it was great on air.
Don't watch alone, everybody. Watch with us and Bonnie and her top bun. <laughs> okay, bye. Prostitution whore! <laughs> bye.